now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. If you have not ever had this problem, it's because you have not owned a car. And yeah. it's because this happened, this happened not too long ago with you. Now it happened to me. And I was driving yesterday and my car starts sputtering like I don't know. Maybe I've never run out of gas before. I imagine it's similar to running out of gas or if you've ever, have you ever not gotten your oil changed? Um, I've never gone so long not getting my oil changed that my car would sputter. Okay. Well, that's what it does. Um, have you done that? No, but I've driven someone's car that started doing that. And then when I called them to be like, uh, I'm on the side of the road, they were like, Oh yeah, I forgot to get my oil changed. And I was like, Okay. I, I, that sounds like they're making an excuse for a bigger problem. Cause yeah. I, I don't know how much the oil is going to cause your car to sputter, but whatever, besides the point, I, your car sputtered, let dashboard starts to light up. Yeah. The check engine light came on. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, I hope it's not something big. And you know, that feeling where you're just like, Ugh. we have to tow it. So we tow it to the, uh, car shop or whatever. Shout out AAA. Shout out to AAA. Love it when I pay for you every year, but call you once every three years. I still believe that it's worth it. Well, you don't know this, I don't think, but they charge for every mile over five miles. Did we have to pay extra for? Yeah. Oh, how? We were only like, I mean, how is it a lot? Well, you're saying kind, it. like Kind of. I thought it was a lot. How much is it per mile over five miles? Well, I don't know if it's per mile because I can't remember how much it is ever, but it's like $20. Per mile? <laughs> I don't know if it's per mile or per 10 mile. Like, I don't know. I couldn't. You but. didn't ask for clarification on that? Well, I didn't have a choice. It, what if it would? Anyways, it wasn't free. So <sighs> that is that whole thing. If you're a tow truck driver, tow truck driver, I would just spend the rest of your life following Callie around because she'll let you haul her car off and not even ask how much it's going to cost. Well, we, okay. Anyways, that's a whole different problem. So we get the car. So Jeff, we're waiting for the call of like, okay, what's wrong with your car? They call Jeff for some reason, not me. And they're like, Hey, so we've been driving your car for 30 minutes. We can't find anything wrong with it. The engine light wasn't on when they started it. They took it around the neighborhood. Nothing lit up. Nothing sputtered. Then they took it on the highway because you, you were you were driving. I was a, driving on the freeway up, when this started happening. Yeah, up the highway for like 20 minutes. Like if you were on a 30-minute errand, 24 of those minutes were highway miles. Yeah. So they took it on the highway for, uh, the guy said he went up to, 80 miles an hour for 10 straight minutes. Nothing. Yeah. So I, you know, it's, Jeff feels embarrassed in that situation because it's like the walk of shame to pick up the car. It's like, <laughs> no, I swear I heard it clanking. But 
The guy, and I'm glad that it wasn't a huge thing, but I'm also irritated because I know that at some point it's going to happen again. And I hope that it's not at a dangerous time. Yeah. Like it, when you're driving to work in the morning at 4 a.m. on oh, a highway. I'm not ta- no, no, no. I'm not taking your car to work. I mean, my car to work. I'm taking your car to work. So what do we do? Like, it feels like. It feels like that's almost like a loaded gun type of situation and you're just waiting for it's a lit it's a lit firecracker and it's just a matter of who's holding it when when it booms yeah when it booms like how do you do we take it do we get a second opinion do we just hope it was just a weird fluke glitch in the matrix what's the answer I don't know, but I feel a little different about it because before I would say, hey, I don't feel comfortable driving my car at four in the morning. Can we switch cars? The only problem with that scenario is that you have Ellie. So then you and Ellie uh-huh. are in the car. What that if we get stranded? Right. And I don't like that. So I don't know. Let's just cross our fingers and hope nothing was actually wrong, actually wrong with it. And it was just a fluke. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful that the guy at the garage, DeCab Tire in Sandy Springs, Georgia, did not even charge us a diagnostic fee because he, in his words, maybe a tad condescending, maybe maybe not, but maybe, <laughs> uh, we didn't even know what to diagnose. So he just charged us for your- Which is funny because I told him exactly what happened. Yeah, but he couldn't replicate it. Oh, okay. So, so it has to be on. So he's like, yeah, nothing happened. So I'm just charging you for your, you know, whatever you Oil change. 80,000 mile checkup or whatever you had done while it was there. That was it. My name is Callie Dollar and I'm grateful for Ellie. She's so neat. I'm bummed about our Saturday night, but I'm also not bummed about our Saturday night, but I'm also bummed that I'm not bummed about our Saturday night. Does that make sense? That's three layers of emotion. It makes sense to me, but it probably doesn't to anyone else. I am bummed because we were going to have a date night on Saturday night. Callie has been off work, vacation, not work from home, because she's had a few of those since going back to the office a couple months ago. But this has been a true vacation. And we were talking about going to the beach or, you know, going somewhere and having a week of vacation. But instead, we stayed here in Atlanta in order to work on projects related to our business. And the the culmination of, of the past week of good work and making a lot of progress and making a lot of hard decisions was going to be a big Saturday night date night. And then Callie's car broke down, so I had to go get her. So that put us behind on a few Saturday projects that we wanted to do. And we decided to veto date night in order to preserve a no work Sunday. Yeah. So, well, first of all, we haven't had a date in 
since before Ellie was born. Well, we haven't had a date in we haven't had a date since 18 months. We haven't had a date since the COVID restrictions started because you were pregnant. Yeah. So we so we just we just hung we just tried to be double. We were super laying safe. low. Yeah. And my parents said, Hey, we want to take care of Ellie so you guys can go on a date, which was super sweet. So we took them up on the offer and then Saturday was like such a mess that we were like, you know what, let's stay home. Let's put Ellie to bed and then let's hammer out some work so we can, you know, enjoy our Sunday, which is like my last day before I go back to my corporate job. And it's something that I've been trying to do for the past month or so, less successful with less success, with less victories, with less. Less successfully. Yeah. I've had more losses than wins in this column, but uh, I would like Sunday to be a day of rest. Like no work. We just enjoy each other as a family, but there's always some little something that comes up that, that I end up doing on Sunday. So since he declared his Sunday of rest, we have not had one Sunday of rest. (laughs) Yeah. But, but yesterday we did because we canceled date night on Saturday. So that's where my, my, my tiramisu of emotions comes from. The bottom layer is I'm really bummed because I thought the date night would be cool. Because I truly, we haven't been out of the house together alone at a restaurant without Ellie or other people since March, 2020. Right. So I'm bummed. But the fact that we stayed in got some work done, made a responsible professional decision and a responsible big picture decision because we preserved the no work Sunday. That makes me happy. And honestly, like, I mean, I was tired, but it was kind of fun. Yeah. And then the next layer of emotion is part of me is actually kind of bummed that I'm happy that we didn't have the date night. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's my tiramisu of date night emotions. A couple weeks ago, you mentioned changing the verbiage around, like when somebody gets engaged or whatever, when people are immediately like, oh, good luck. Or they, you know, to, you wanted to stop doing that. It happens more with pregnancy where, where, when you say we're having a baby, people respond with, oh, I hope you like never sleeping again. Or I. Hope you're ready to to never have a clean house again or whatever. Excuse you. Our dog just had a sneezing fit in the middle of the show. Apologies from Lily. Um, So, but it also happens with marriage. Like, oh, I'm getting married. And guys especially are like, oh boy, oh ball and chain. Like those comments, doing away with them. Yeah. So I was thinking because we talked about, last week we talked about, getting into a fight. And I was thinking during our fight, cause it was quite long and it, there were some pauses, you know, cause we have Ellie. So we were doing other things and then like fighting when we had a free second. I'm going to tell you why I'm right and you're dumb, but first I'm going to go change this diaper. Right. <laughs> right. So let um, me just fix this bottle up and then I'm going to be right back in your face. <laughs> I'm going to be just as mad. <laughs> Hold on a second. Somebody's spitting up. But when I get back, whoa, we're going to get into it. 
And I was thinking about how many people have said the sentence marriage is hard. And I would say that when we fight, that personally is my least favorite part of marriage because I love getting along with you and we have such a great relationship and we don't fight all that often. So it really feels super bad. And then I was thinking, is this what people mean when they say marriage is hard? And to be totally honest, I don't, I think everybody has different circumstances, but for me, I was like, you know what? Even though right now, like right in this moment, it's kind of like, you know, I'm I'm annoyed with you and we're irritated with each other. I I wouldn't you're, say you're that. You're annoyed right now at me? No, this is when we were having Oh, fight. got it. Okay. This is what I was thinking. That I still wouldn't say that marriage is hard. Here's what I would say. Marriage will challenge you. And I think there's a definite difference. And the reason that I was so irritated is because you really have to think through in moments like that in marriage, which I define as a quote unquote harder, like one of the harder parts of being married, one of the only parts for us, I think. And the reason it was hard for me is because it was challenging me. And I had to step back as a partner and say, okay, how am I acting as as a partner in this, how am I, what do I want? And at the expense of what do I want it? Does that make any uh -huh. sense? Like so, is what I'm going to get at the end of this worth the negativity it's going to take me to get it? Well, that, and it's but, almost and I'm, like. And I'm so guilty of that. And I think a lot of people get into fight. I'm thankful that you and I don't get into fights like this. Um, it happened a lot in my first marriage where our fights became fights about the fact that we were fighting. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you're talking about. Like, it, it's easy to forget what you're fighting for and instead fight because somebody's fighting with you. Well, that's one part of it. And I think the other part of it is it, if you, if your goal in, in marriage is partnership, which that's Jeff and I's number one goal, you have to step back and reflect on what you're fighting about and you like own your role in it and reflect on, Hey, do I need to make a change here? You know what I mean? And that's what I was thinking when I was irritated at you. I was like, the hardest part of this is asking myself what I might need to do to change. And I'm not saying you have to change 100% of the time, but I think it takes a strong person to be able to say, what's my role in this? And is that something that I need to identify and maybe work on in myself? And that to me is the challenge. So it's not that marriage is hard. It's that marriage will definitely challenge you if you let it, because it's really easy to say, no, you're wrong. I'm right. And then have it be a surface level fight, or you can, you know, show up with your partner in an argument and say, okay, I understand this is my role in it. I kind of do see what you're saying. This is how I feel about it, but I'm also going to work on this. And I think that makes for a really strong partnership. So I don't want anyone to think that you can't have a bad marriage. I think a lot of people, you can have a hard marriage, but I think for most people, when they say marriage is hard, maybe that's a better 
the way that I would say it is marriage will challenge you. If somebody asks, I still wouldn't. If somebody came up to me and said, uh, hey, I just got engaged, I wouldn't respond with, oh, get ready for this challenge. I wouldn't either. But this, if, if this, somebody said, is marriage hard? It was just the top of mind for me because you brought that up a yeah. couple of weeks ago. And then we had our fight. And I, I actually remember where I was in the house when I had this thought of talking myself out of being mad and stepping away from it and saying, is there something about me that I need to change here? Where were you? Were you on, well, if you were on the toilet, don't say that. But where if you I were. was actually in the bathroom. I don't I think I was like, you know, I don't know, putting like moisturizer on my face or something. But I remember like looking in the mirror and being like, you need to check yourself right now. Is this really are you arguing for the sake of arguing or are you arguing because it's you know, your principles, or do you need to change? And for me, I was like, you know, I probably could be a little more understanding about this. Did you know that Ashton Kutcher was supposed to be on one of the very first Virgin Galactic space tourist flights? Because, no. you know, now that it's proven safe and it's been tested and whatnot, people, I think it was six, I think it's $600,000 a ticket, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But uh, you, you can buy a ticket and you can fly to space now. I don't know when they start, but it's in the very near future. Yeah. So you can, if you can afford it, you can do that. And he certainly can afford it. He's mm -hmm. Ashton Kutcher. So he bought one of those tickets mm -hmm. and then he got shut down. What's his wife's name? Is it Mila Kunis? Kunis? I was about to say, I if you signed up for that, I would be like, we need to rethink this. I was going to, that was my question. Here's a clip of Ashton Kutcher. He was on, um, they put, this was on some financial network that they were talking, but he, he did an interview with Cheddar and this is a little clip from it. When I got married and had kids, my wife basically encouraged that it was not a smart family decision to be heading into space when we have young children. So I ended up selling my ticket back to Virgin Galactic. Um, and I was supposed to be on the next flight, but I will not be on the next flight. But at some point I'm going to space. So she shut it down. I would shut it down. Really? I don't think that you would go right now because of Ellie. Uh, but I just feel like, okay, so they've done it successfully with people once and oh, you yeah. want to, and now you want to go. I mean, I had the same, I thought the same thing, the funny, I thought this was so funny. The guy, I don't know if you heard this, Jeff, but whoever was supposed to go with Jeff Bezos to space. Oh, the guy who spent $28 million and then quote scheduling, scheduling conflict. conflict, which is the funniest use of, I have a scheduling conflict. I've ever heard. Like, I wonder if it was some billionaire and his wife found out he was going and she's like, no, no, you're not. Um, but I would have an issue with you going right now just because it's not, you know what I mean? I would have an issue with you going skydiving right now. I'm just like, I feel like since we have Ellie and she's so young, you know, if you did that and she never got to know her dad, I would be super mad. What about a helicopter? Is that safe enough? Just for fun, like a fun helicopter ride or no. What about a motorcycle? A motorcycle I would be mad about because I have like a personal tie to seeing something tragic happen in a motorcycle. I don't like motorcycles. Okay. Um, If it were a helicopter, I don't think I would stop you. 
But I just think there has to be a line. You know what I mean? I mean, the, you don't. Because I know helicopters have crashed, but those Virgin Galactic flights never had a crash. Mm, yeah. They're one. They're right now, they're 100%. You're not going to change my mind on this. Well, lucky for you, I don't have $600,000 to spend. Oh, yeah. Good thing. Good thing we are not mega rich. Callie and I have gotten organized recently with meal planning. We sit down every single Sunday morning and we plan out all of our meals for the coming week. And then we make a grocery list. You know, it's awesome going to the freezer or fridge and seeing that we have got the protein needed from ButcherBox sitting in our freezer. No last minute runs to the grocery store to grab chicken thighs or pork or salmon or beef. It's all right there. We are proud ButcherBox customers. We get high quality meat delivered to our doorstep every single month. Today's sponsor, ButcherBox, wants to celebrate you this summer. They're offering new members two free lobster tails and two free ribeyes in your first box. How good is that going to be on the grill? Go to butcherbox.com slash upside. Get your two five ounce lobster tails and two 10-ounce ribeyes free in your first box. Go to butcherbox.com slash upside for your lobster tails and ribeyes. And thank you to ButcherBox for partnering with us here at The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Refinancing your credit card balances can lower your interest rate and save you money, and you don't have to be a financial expert to do it. Right now, you can get a credit card consolidation loan from my friends at Lightstream with a rate as low as 5.93% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. That's lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 19% APR, and the rate is fixed, so it will never go up over the life of the loan. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver. Just for our listeners, apply now to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash upside. That's L-I-G-H-T. S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash upside. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 5.93% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash upside for more information. I know this is not an official use of liquid IV, but it's worth mentioning. We had friends over recently for dinner. We also had some friends over for 4th of July. And while they were waiting for their rides home, we ran upstairs and grabbed them some sticks of liquid IV. Said, hey, if you're feeling the least bit hungover tomorrow, take this. It will help. Why? Because liquid IV helps absorb more water into your system than just drinking water alone. They've got something very scientific called cellular transport technology, but you don't need to know about that. What you need to know is that liquid IV has the ability to transport more liquid into your bloodstream, but they also have vitamin C, uh, they've got potassium, and it's healthier than sugary sports drinks, and of course, healthier than soda. Gets you hydrated, gets you feeling better, whether it's after an intense workout, 
whether it's after a run outside in the heat or after a big night of drinking. You can get your liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. Today's quote of the day is, I am not a product of my circumstances. I am a product of my decisions. Here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. Uh, number one, fascinated by this. When Steve Carell left the office, um, what's his name? <laughs> are you kidding me, Lily? Did anyone else just hear that? I don't know if the mic's picked up. Our dog is like coughing up a hairball or something. She hasn't had dinner yet. And when she doesn't eat, she gets <laughs> coffee. And right now she's being all coffee. Can you, Lily, you can can you wait. wait? Can you wait a few minutes? You can wait. Okay. We're on the back half of the show. You can wait. All right. Um, when Steve Carell left the office, James Spader came in. And I know you didn't watch The Office as religiously as I did. No. He played a guy named Robert California. The original actor they talked to, I don't know if it was for the Robert California role or if it was going to be another, you know, another character, but the original actor they talked to was James Gandolfini. That's funny. From The Sopranos. Here's the deal. In order to... He looks too much like, what's his face? Who? Kevin. Oh, Kevin uh, from The Office? Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. In order to keep the legacy of The Sopranos pure, HBO paid James Gandolfini $3 million not to take the job. What? Yep. True story. Man. My second random thing I'm doing just for the benefit of your mom and dad. Because okay. I know this applies to them. Uh, a survey was conducted by a snack food company and said that nearly 50% of people hide snacks in their house to prevent other household members from getting into their stash. Is there an end to the story? Because if not, I have an anecdote about what I saw. What you this saw? Week. Oh, th yeah, that was the end of the story. And I, th I was assuming that you were going to tell the story of your mom and her peanut M&Ms. My mom hides peanut M&Ms and my dad isn't allowed to have them because he can't control his sugar cravings. Like he, meaning he can't control himself when he eats one, he has to eat like 25. So she ha used to hide them in her nightstand. Uh, so he wouldn't know that she bought them and then try to take them. She but. doesn't still hide them there because if she did, you just gave it up. No, she doesn't still hide them there and she oh, okay. doesn't hide them, but um, my dad just won't even have one. I was always fascinated by, in my parents' house, they always had a little, like a crystal candy bowl and it would have, like in the holidays, it would always have red and green M&Ms. It would always have Hershey Kisses would always have something sweet in it. My grandparents had that too. That would last 90 minutes in this house. Well, every time we're at your parents' house, every time, every time you walk by, you yes. get a handful of whatever's in there. How can you not? Yeah. There's a bowl of M&Ms. That will never happen in our house. No. What I was going to say, though, is I think it was Nabisco or something like that came out with um, cookies, like Chips Ahoy or whatever, and on the side... There's a printing of something else to hide 
the cookies. So you can so put the one che- of them is like there's a book printed on the side of one of them. There's a uh, what else is on it? There's like a Brussels sprouts thing so you, on the side of one so you'd of them. put the cookies in your pantry or like in your freezer somebody opens the freezer looking for snacks like oh it's brussels sprouts mm-hmm. they don't know that it's a exactly box of cookies brilliant my third random thing is people who doodle all day uh are actually um more intelligent than people who don't doodle the reason being, I don't know if intelligence is the right word, they retain information better because if you are doodling while you're processing information, for some reason it helps you recall that information later. Um, some people have performed on tests over 30% higher hmm. because they were doodling when they got the information. So those are my three random things. Now, you like to say, Jeff Dollar, whenever you talk about, I don't even know when this would come up, but I've heard you say this so many times about joking about how a musician will ask for only green M&Ms. And that's kind of, I feel like a well-known rumor. You know what I mean? That there's somebody that wants their M&Ms sorted out by color and that's on a rider and, and you know, it's it's just a you common can, joke. If you, if you would like an eye-opening, because it's not totally a joke. If you would like an eye-opening experience, type in the name of your favorite recording artist plus concert writer, because Mariah Carey, I think famously, only wanted white furniture in her dressing room. Like white can't, everything had to be white. Here's the thing about that. And here's why I don't tolerate people talking crap about musicians for that. Their entire life is on the road. So the goal of the writer is to make them feel as, as home as you like, as at home as possible. So that's like their only sanctuary. And if you're away from your family and all of your comfort stuff, and you're just like walking into a cement backstage, like I get it. If you, if you have the money and you will build, like you're doing big enough tours to have something like that, do it. I know artists that have, you know, have like a living room set and they bring it with them and it's unloaded at everything just so they can feel a little bit more comfortable. I would be fine with that. But to make the concert venue paint an entire room because you're only comfortable in a white room. Yeah, and concert promoters are crying themselves to sleep in in their beds of money, so they don't. That's I'm true. Sure they don't, I'm sure they don't care. Annoying for the person doing it, probably. Yeah. But anyway, so there apparently there is truth to the quote unquote rumor about the one all color of M and M's or the all whatever the M and M story. The sorted M and M concert rider thing. Yes, and do you know the real story? I don't. Okay, so David Lee Roth from Van Halen put on the band's writer that they needed a bowl of M&M's, but it said in all caps underlined, absolutely no brown M&M's. So it wasn't all of one color. It was get rid of the brown M&M's. Yeah. He put it on there to see if companies were paying attention, meaning... If they don't follow that, they're probably also slacking off on the production requests that they have, which are very important to a band and a live touring artist. (coughs) Excuse me. So um, 
his point was, if you're not catching that, you're not going to catch the production stuff. And I don't want to walk on your stage because you don't pay attention to the writer or what we need. Because if you're not, because there might be a detail about taping down a certain cable or covering something with a rug or whatever to keep the Yeah, and I safe. thought it was actually brilliant. I'm that like, go smart. you. So he's like, I don't care about the M&Ms. But my point was, you know, there was a point to be made and I made it. And the thing about, um, like, yes, bands travel with their own crew. I worked in music forever. But they always have a local crew at the venue waiting to help speed the process of the whole night up because you have to flip yeah. – the stage in between shows you have to, and most people can't do, don't travel with a crew that extensive. There's always local crews waiting to help. And there's a writer that tells you what they're going to need when they get there, that they don't carry on the road. And that's an example of that. Got it. Well, that's now, a- now, you know, yeah, Ba-ching. the more, you know, thank you for listening to the upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. We started the show talking about the health of Callie's car. And I'm going to end the show talking about the health of my car. Because if you've listened to the show for a long time, you know that I have a wonky check engine light that just likes to pop on and keep me on my toes. I'll take it in. They'll they'll do they'll hook their little machine up to it. And like, there's nothing wrong with your car. We'll reset this the light. This has been happening to Jeff for years. Years. And he is not too concerned about it because he loves his car. He will drive it until the wheels fall off. Yeah. And he doesn't care. Yeah. But um, it just pops on every now and again. I'll tell you what happened, though. Just to validate the fact that a clean car runs better than a dirty car. I finally, I've been overdue to go to the the car wash and vacuum it out and all that stuff. Jeff hates a dirty car. For a month. Mm -hmm. So my car was nasty. I finally got to the car wash, car clean. As I was pulling out of the parking lot of the car wash, the check engine light went off. The car was just telling me that it was uncomfortable. So you think that you and your, your car are friends? Yes. And that it's like, hey, buddy, pay attention to me. Yes. And you only pay attention to it when the check engine lights out. Right. So a clean car validated by me just a few days ago. A clean car does indeed run better. Hey, this is Aaron in Wilmington. I'm catching up on some earlier episodes from this week because I was out of town. I think it's episode 613 and you were discussing in the show opening about how Ellie is only attracted to the most unsafe thing in the room and I'm just here to tell you as a parent of two very young babies um, that never stops. Um, it's My husband and I have joked since our first one was little that they're always going to go for the most dangerous thing that they possibly can find even though they have 8,000 other toys and everything else has been safely put away or hidden or secured or whatever. They just have some sort of instinct to find the most dangerous thing in the room. So I'm just here to say good luck, lower your expectations for the next few years, and just search constantly in rooms that you go into with her for what is the most dangerous thing because that's what she's going to want. Um you guys are doing a great job in parenting and on the show, and I, I love what you're doing. So thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. 
It's time to treat yourself with a little TLC. And by TLC, I mean third love comfort. My best friend told me about third love years ago and how comfortable her third love bras were. And once I bought my first one, I never looked back. Go to thirdlove.com slash upside and take their fitting room quiz. They're going to ask you a bunch of questions about the fit of your current bra and then suggest the perfect third love size and style for you. The fitting room quiz was spot on for me and it forever changed the way I'll view wearing bras. Not only was the fit incredible, but the classic t-shirt bra is the most comfortable bra I have ever worn. So much so that I replaced all of my bras with third love bras. You deserve some TLC. That is third love comfort. Go to thirdlove.com slash upside now to get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash upside for 20% off today. I'm so excited. I just heard double the upside, double the upside, double the upside by the end of the year. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so excited to hear that again. Love you guys. Oh, this is Tina. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff. This is Jennifer. The other day you guys were talking about being able to decide on a standard breakfast or standard this or that or whatever. Um, And I wondered, I feel like this is something you guys would appreciate, but um, there is a woman, Kendra Adachi, who has written a book called The Lazy Genius Way. And there are 13 lazy genius principles. Um, The book is great, so I highly recommend it. Again, The Lazy Genius Way. And she is the lazy genius on Instagram. Um, And she gives actually a lot of content away for free, like what are the 13 principles and how to use them in different areas. She has a podcast too. Um, But I just think that you guys would appreciate that because, I mean, who doesn't want to be lazy but be a genius about it? So anyways, just wanted to share. Hope you guys have a great day. Thanks. Hey guys, on today's episode, one of your random things was about Panera giving away their a year, I don't know, supply of their macaroni and cheese. And I sent it to my boyfriend because he loves Panera mac and cheese, but the sweepstake ended. (laughs) He was so sad. Um, It was only on July 14th. Just thought I'd throw that out there for everyone. Hey, this is Matt Chattanooga. Uh, for the lady that called and said she wanted to meet me and be my friend, it just made my day. Uh, I'm I'm in the, the Cali Jeff Facebook groups uh, looking up there. I'd like to be your friend. Thanks. Bye. Hi, this is Allison from Georgia. I am trying to catch up on episodes. I'm a little behind, but I was listening to calling your first and last names, and I've wasn't understanding at first but then I was like oh I actually do that and it's so weird and so funny but I get made fun of by some of my other friends because I call so many of my friends by their first and last name like on a regular basis even my friends now and that's just what we call them that's just how they're known but I think it's so funny because I never paid attention to it or noticed it until somebody kind of made fun of me for it because all my friends are known by their first and last name (laughs) So odd, odd, but really true. Hey, right, bye. You have only ever seen yourself through photographs and the mirror. You've never seen the way your smile beams from its edges every time you talk about something that you love or the way that your eyes light up at the sight of sunrises or coffee or puppies. <laughs> so the next time someone tells you 
how beautiful you are. Don't question it. Because although you have never seen it, it's all that they know. And they've been amazed by it every single day.